0: what's going on and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world it's a that being said podcast but george this is actually the seattle super pod this is the seattle super pod version and it's episode 15 and we're coming to you here on a sunday, sunday. and <laughs> yeah. we're coming to you what george we're
1: coming at you recorded and direct from the sound hub um sound so backup hub actually backup
0: hub we're on a couch actually watching yeah. some about to watch nfl football starting right now watching some soccer and. Uh, we talked Sounders that are going on. Now, we talked about the scheduling issues with the Sounders. And then we talked uh, some Seahawks preview. Pretty exciting. And uh, I did want to give a shout-out in the intro to the University of Washington men's basketball team. Uh, beat number 16, Baylor, in the opening night. Yeah. Looked we like had, they were going to
1: lose the game down 13, at think, 10, 10 minutes left.
0: Yeah, 10 minutes left. Jaden McDaniels uh, from Federal Way looked like he's going to be in – a one-and-done potential yep. type of player. Isaiah Stewart, number seven recruit in the nation, also looked like he could be a...
1: He looked like he could be a one-game-and-done player. Yeah, you just mean, go to the league. Remember, that guy's shoulders are huge. Okay, uh,
0: Remember DeAndre Aiton when number one yeah. in the draft? I watched DeAndre in in college. The only thing DeAndre had was a little bit more of a jumper than him. Yeah,
1: and a little more height, too.
0: Yeah, but this guy has much more... Like, back to the basket. Yeah, a lot of and foot shoulder. Really My good God. footwork. The drop steps. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Really good footwork. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. And I actually think just because this is college, this team could make a huge run in if, uh, you know, the right seating gets. I mean, no, know it's too early to talk about it in the NCAA tournament because there's not too many people who can guard that traditional big man with the drop step anymore.
0: Yeah, no one can guard it. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about this. Later this week After the Seahawks game We're going to be doing a podcast We'll be talking about the This Huskies basketball team Because we'll, we'll find out Where they are in the rankings They're going to be in the top 25 Obviously somewhere right. And it's pretty exciting um, Episode 15 Go Sounders MLS Cup Go Seahawks Big Monday night game And uh, Sports are Really fun right now You can Absolutely. find us At SontSports.com S-O-N-T Sports.com And you can find uh At S-O-N-T Seattle At S-O-N-T on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for those who want to know what SON stands for, it's Sports on Tap. And George, episode 15, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Enjoy the pod. All right, happy Sunday, and uh, welcome into the Seattle Superpod. Before we get into the um, preview for tomorrow's Monday night Seahawks 49ers game, uh, George and I thought we should mention and talk about pretty quickly the Seattle Sounders yeah. in the MLS Cup, I believe it's
1: called. Yeah, the MLS Cup <laughs> is means championship, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, we don't got much to say about it. I do... Good luck to the Sounders today. I think it's ridiculous that the MLS wants to schedule their championship game Sunday right during NFL football. Um, it's pretty – I mean, it's almost um, – what's that word when you don't – naive of them to think that they can you know try to garner ratings away from the NFL during NFL Sunday. They are lucky that the Seahawks happen to play a Monday Night Football game this week. And they're also lucky that the team they're playing is Toronto, who has no uh, NFL team. But, I mean, it's just bad planning overall. I mean, there's Chicago. Imagine if, like, a Chicago team and a New York team were playing in the championship.
0: Yeah, I mean, and kind of to rephrase what you said, you said, I don't have much to say about this. More, we don't know that much about details of the Seattle Sounders. Right, I'm not going to break We down. don't know analysis. But we do have some stuff to say about this is why we brought it up, which is, the scheduling. I mean, it is it is bad. I think I've watched. Pretty sure it's the third time Seattle and Toronto are facing off in the MLS Cup. Yeah,
1: the third time in and, what five years? I said. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I've the other two times. I specifically remember going out to a bar with my good friend. George Valley is a big sounder. Train. Mm-hmm. He's going to the game today because I don't think either one – I think they were both road games the last two times. Yes. Um, so I remember that they were not during – they might have been Saturdays and there wasn't like a primetime college game mm-hmm. or it could have been whatever day of the week. But I know for a fact they didn't try scheduling it Sunday morning during what I consider a weekly holiday, which is NFL football. Yeah. Um, and it's a weekly holiday not just for – you don't have to be a diehard fan of a specific team to be a person watching NFL Sunday football. So I just find it pretty crazy, like you said, that they're trying to garner ratings away, which I know you said those words, and I think it's even more naive than that, where I don't even think they're trying to garner ratings away from the NFL. I just think they're naive enough where they're not even considering that they're going to lose ratings to the NFL. Yeah. You know what I, mean? or, like, I don't know if they're at the table saying... Oh, we'll we'll get the viewers from the NFL. I think they just it's such poor planning and scheduling that they don't even they didn't even
1: or they don't care enough. They think they have their clientele and they're like we're not going to get these people anyway. That could be also a
0: Not a good way to grow. But soccer that's in also
1: a exactly. That'd be a horrible uh, mindset to have a way to grow soccer in America. I mean, people, it's very easy it sounds easy, I guess. But if you have put a game on, like, let's say, primetime Wednesday when nothing else is going on and you have SportsCenter literally talk about it all day long and build it up, I think people would tune in just because it's a championship game of a league in the United States.
0: 100%. I mean, I've tuned into things like the Little League World Series championship. Yeah. I've yeah, tuned into the softball championships. Granted, it was uh, University of Washington, mm-hmm. not in the championship, but
1: was it the semifinals Semise. or something? Uh, yeah, I remember that. And
0: my girlfriend played college baseball, so I, I mean, I got into it. But if it was something I really, really disliked, I wouldn't watch. And I don't dislike it because, you know, the network like ESPN, it's in the middle of the summer when there's not much sports on. They hype it up and they make it important. And it and you end up watching just exactly. like the women's U.S. national soccer team. I know that maybe the MLS says they don't want, you know, or they don't, we don't need this type of clientele. Hmm. Well, guess what? I'm pretty sure there was a shit ton of Americans tuned into the the World Cup. uh, That's a
1: great point, dude. I tuned in. Yeah, you did because it was the United States and it was a championship match. And then that same day, people tuned into the Gold Cup, watched U.S. and Mexico.
0: Because you know what they did? I think that was well, is they put out a time where people could watch. And networks did a good job of hyping it up. And like you said, I I don't know what channel the game is on. I'm assuming it's on FS1.
1: It's on ABC, I believe no way yeah it's on abc sure? yeah
0: okay well if it is th- that blows my mind because e- espn should have talked to them when they gave them that scheduling time and said like hey let's do it tuesday tuesday yep. all morning you know what we'll do all morning all night we'll just talk about how this is the cup tonight we yep. gotta tune in 7 p.m it is on abc at night yeah so owned by espn could have Hyped it up all day on ESPN on the radio. I mean, how dumb is
1: ESPN to buy the buy the rights, pay a shit ton of money, even throw it against NFL football?
0: It's an awful idea. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, but oh man, I guess we'll find out what the ratings are. I'm very interested to see, and I want to compare them when this, when these come out. We'll, we should compare them to the past when it wasn't on I, I, I like
1: that. It's a good idea.
0: Um, to something positive, uh. They are in the championship. I hope they win. Me and George have mm-hmm. been keeping up with the them in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know statistics. I don't know analysis of each player. But at the end of the day, it's really fun when a team in your hometown wins a championship. I do have a couple friends, uh, good friends that are going to the yeah. game. Tickets are pretty expensive. They
1: really are. Um and it's cool, though. I guess my only analysis of the game is they did beat a LAFC team that had the most points in history of the MLS. and
0: They were like the New England Patriots yeah, in like 2008, the, right? and the Golden
1: State Warriors that went 73-9. and nine. So it seems like the last three times we had a historic team put up like a huge regular season, they didn't win the championship.
0: Yeah, I know. It seems to happen that way, yeah. to be honest. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, the last four, right? The Mariners. The, the Mariners, yeah. That, that was what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's four. Um, sorry, I didn't know that's where you were going. I yeah. just threw that out there. But yeah, the Mariners. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I hope they win. I definitely think. Um, well, if they do win and it's not at like uh, noon on a Sunday again, like I'll go to the parade.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, that'd be cool. That would be really hopefully fun they every... make it on like a Tuesday. Wednesday. They'll probably do the parade like w- w- uh, Apple
0: Cup. UW-Wazoo on Friday. <laughs> during the after-
1: after- after. Now I was thinking more about whenever the next Seahawks game is, just schedule it right against it.
0: Yeah. Well, if it is, they might do it next Sunday because there's no Seahawks game. But I would hope they Oh,
1: yeah, on- we have a bye week. I forgot about that.
0: I would hope that they would not do it on Sunday still. Um, speaking of bye weeks, but that's let's talk wor- about – Hey, g- good segue, Sammy. Before we get to our bye week for the Seahawks, we do play tomorrow – on ESPN Monday Night Football against the undefeated San Francisco 49ers and I'm going to give the people some statistics and stuff before we get going um, on this game because this is a this is a big one so obviously we have the 8 0 San Francisco 49ers and the 7-2 Seahawks and I feel like what's interesting here is everyone's kind of etched in the 49ers as the team that's winning the NFC West they're, you know, this lock. Oh, my God, they're the greatest team of all time. Well, what's really interesting, and I feel like it's a very underrated story, is the fact that if the Seahawks do win this game, we're talking about the 8-2 Seahawks and the 8-1 49ers, and all of a sudden you're one game out of first place and, and the, tie the tiebreaker breaker, and last game of the year at home against the Niners. So what's really interesting is this is kind of a make-or-break game, I think. I mean, you, you talk about... For the Niners, you win this game, you're probably, like, locked the division. Well, then, then
1: you'd be three games up, right? On
0: us, four games on the Rams and the tiebreakers. So, you probably won the division. It's probably over. Yep. Um, and then for the Seahawks, that would be, we're fighting for with five, six, seven teams for a wild card spot, 100%. including the Rams, including some other teams that have been playing good, as in the Vikings and the Cowboys slash Eagles and the, a bunch of other teams. But I'm happy being 7-2 and two coming into this game because um, it's going to be the toughest game of the year. And currently, according to ESPN's Power Football Index, um, it is a 24.4% chance for the Seahawks, which is yeah. the lowest we've had all season.
1: Really? I mean, you'd think it'd be a lot better than that. Um, but then again, maybe San Francisco is as good as everyone thinks San Francisco is. Their defense is fantastic, but at the same time, you say we only have a twenty four percent chance to win. I feel like whenever you have Russell Wilson on your team, or, or you have 50, 50. A, it's a become exactly like I was talking to a friend yesterday who, um, who was over at our house and we were talking about this, you know, Seahawks Super Bowl chances. And I was like, I don't think we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But then again, could Russell Wilson beat anyone on any given day by just making more plays than the other team's quarterback? Absolutely. So. I mean, yeah, you're going on the road. Um, I guess when you go to San Francisco, especially at this new stadium, it's not like they have the best home field advantage in the world. I mean, it's kind of like you a don't corporate. Have a home field
0: advantage. Yeah, so. It's in, It's not even in San Francisco. It's in Santa, Santa Clara. Santa-
1: so, I, I mean, you kind of neglects the, takes away sort of the home field advantage. Um, the Seahawks are a team with a quarterback and head coach that don't really seem to be phased about going on road environments. I mean I I'm not I'm not ready to throw out a prediction that we're gonna win, um, but I'm ready to say I think this we have a huge opportunity to win. I wouldn't put I mean I think being six and a half point favorites is a little bit too much.
0: I think it's at six now, um, so yes, Seahawks are six point underdogs now. Um, I think it is a little too much. I would have expected it somewhere more at the four or five range. Uh, it's, I mean. the I think the key point here is the having Russell Wilson part. Uh, I think when you have Russell Wilson, you have an opportunity in every game. And I think in a game like this especially, uh, I know that this 49ers defense has been lights out, right? right? I mean, they're they're allowing 12 points per game, which is the lowest NFL. That's that's pretty pretty, low.
1: but but, But who are the quarterbacks they play? This
0: is where I was getting to. They've played against Kyler Murray, rookie, Kyle Allen, backup, who i mean maybe he's a starter one day but they played against the redskins whoever their quarterback was they did beat the rams and jared goff but i know the rams we'll see what they end up this year i think they're almost 500 team. they're five and right. four, right They lose.
1: i think no they're five and
0: three okay so we'll see um steelers they played a backup they played Jameis winston who i know you love but let's be re- realistic for a second and they played the Bengals. andy dalton and baker mayfield who's An awful year. So, I mean, the best quarterback they've played is probably Jared Jared Goff Goff. and Jameis Winston. So, let's see what Russell Wilson can produce against them. And I don't think it's going to be easy. I do think this is the best defense in football. Um, But I do think the Seahawks offense is close to the top. It might not be statistically, but they're one of the better offenses in the NFL because of the balance between the run game and the passing game. And – realistically Russell Wilson and in primetime games of course mm. the things he can do is pretty he he does things in prime time and that's prime time in every game but he shows up in the moments you exactly need him
1: yeah and I think he's gonna do that again here I think I I think it's gonna be a low scoring game I, I my only concern is our defense has really not been clicking on any cylinders to be completely frank and this this 49ers team especially after they got Emmanuel Sanders have been able to move the ball both on the ground and through the air before before they got Emmanuel Sanders they weren't really passing the ball well but I I mean I was surprised that one receivers kind of helped them but I think it's really just made the offense Get one dynamic playmaker that they had no dynamic playmakers. Yeah. Um. On, on the outside, I mean, you have you know the running backs were pretty dynamic all season, but I think that's really, if our defense can hold up, Russell Wilson will make enough plays to be able to give us a chance to win the game. But the, the defense really needs to step up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we do have um. We do have. Bobby Wagner, who could be the best defensive yep. player in the NFL. I mean, this year the team defense isn't looking good, but he's still looking. Oh like yeah, the best he's still defender. amazing, and I, I think he's made more impact than guys like Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Yeah, and
1: then and, and, and Clowney. I know he doesn't have big numbers or anything, but I was reading something online. He, no player in the NFL has faced more double teams than him, and that's just an indication of how bad everyone else is playing.
0: Yeah, and you can see the type of pressure he puts on quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I feel like. It's kind of crazy to stay and there's no statistics to this, there might be like statistics to how many times he's put pressure on. The right. Thing. But I don't know how many times I've seen the guy have a hand on the quarterback right as the ball is released. Right. And or just smart. his presence being felt. Yeah, he's smart. He's not laying big hits late and getting dumb mm-hmm. penalties, which it's really easy to do now mm-hmm. in the NFL is get a penalty for hitting a quarterback late. He's just in the way a lot. He's getting his hands around. He's keeping his body in there. And, that's what matters, right? Right. Um, and it's going to be important to do that because, I mean, we'll see. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's recently had those games where he's looking like the quarterback that they wanted him to be, mm-hmm. uh, top-notch quarterback, but I still think he's in the territory where you could, if you have the right game plan against him, he might not he he won't be the one that beats you.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's the one to beat you yet. And I also believe that San Francisco's not the type of team that plays well from behind. Uh, we haven't seen them play from behind yet, but I just don't envision them to be a team if they're down ten nothing that they are going to, you know, have their offense come back and bring them back into the game.
0: A hundred percent. And yeah. I guess I have two things I wanted to mention left. Um, one was. Before the Rams game, we were so. I'm I mean, gonna add a win to this. Since Pete Carroll's arrived in Seattle, we're 27-5 and one in primetime games. Thursday, Sunday night, Monday nights.
1: That is, it I mean, that's an amazing the stat. highest win percentage in the league. Yeah, you, yeah. Even, so. <laughs> wow, that I've, I mean, yeah. I knew we were good, but uh those numbers are staggering.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if they lose this, cool. It's 27-6 and one. Well, I won't, I, it, it
1: won't be as staggering. No, okay. yes,
0: but like, it, it is amazing what they do in prime time, and I, I'm sure one or two of those losses came when it was like Seneca Wallace at quarterback, not when it was or Charlie Whitehurst, not Russell Wilson. So, right. Uh, and I know Russell probably has two or three, but that mean, Russell Wilson's probably somewhere in that range of like 18 and three or so, yeah. right? The Dude, tie was against uh, Arizona. You just
1: said something, and like it's kind of a little bit off topic, but but it's fitting everyone should just enjoy watching this russell wilson at quarterback for the seahawks for however many years he's a high-level quarterback in the nfl you just said the yes. word seneca wallace and charlie whitehurst and it just and and you meant i think you meant uh seneca wallace never played for uh p carroll but we had the uh infamous uh Tavarius jackson Tavarius yeah <laughs> um <laughs> There's a lot more Tavarius Jacksons and Charlie Whitehurst in the NFLs than there are Russell Wilsons. Go look at the quarterbacks that a lot of teams have to watch play on a weekly basis. We are very lucky that we get to watch Russell Wilson on a weekly
0: basis. It's amazing. Uh, The things he's done in his first eight years has been he's nearly broken every single record or within the top three of every single record for statistics wins touchdowns passing yards some whatever it is for a quarterback in their first eight years which is really hard to get to i know a lot of people might be like oh a lot we're gonna see that a lot we're not like no we haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks do that and the one big reason we haven't as well is there's no other quarterback that since they've been drafted eight years ago has not missed a single game. That's been a rare thing in the NFL. I know knock on wood. Please, yeah. please,
1: everyone <laughs> listening, knock on wood. Um yeah, I mean we've never seen it like you said, never seen anything like that. And everyone oh he might have is gonna be too small. Uh, he's been the most durable quarterback in the league.
0: Yeah, it's been amazing. Um and i just I like you said, I think I, I've read a lot of stuff like that on Twitter recently where it's just like we need to appreciate what's going on. Here. Yeah, because. You could have a much worse quarterback. You have Tavarius Jackson. No exactly. offense to
1: Tavarius Jackson, but like that was our quarterback. Exactly.
0: Um, well, remember uh, well first I did want to mention he also was offensive player of the week for the ninth oh, yeah. time in the NFC. Um, pretty staggering list of games. If you go through the games that he uh, he wanted, it's amazing statistics. Remember what we did last week? I, we did a little statistic hour, and what I meant by that was like three statistics. Yeah. But I like to call it statistic hour. I'm going to give you a couple statistics. fun, to stick to, fun right. statistics. In the fourth quarter, since 2012, Russell Wilson has the most passing touchdowns, 72. Well, actually now 73, because he threw the game winner. This was before he threw the game winner against Tampa Bay. Oh, okay, before that. In game-winning drives, 30. Including the postseason. And then he had the well, one against year, the So, 31. So, since so 2012, he leads the league in fourth quarter touchdowns, passing, and fourth quarter game-winning drives, 31. It's pretty uh, good. 31 in eight years.
1: I, I don't know much about sports, but that sounds good. What's, no, what, I'm kidding. What's
0: 31 divided by eight-ish? <laughs> divided
1: like by eight, that's like six, six, four, almost, four, four almost. Four a year. Just under four. It's, it's pretty 3. good. 3.7 something.
0: Four, four a year. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs>
1: man. If, that's really good. If you, if you, yeah, let's say they don't average ten wins a year, right? So forty percent of them nine
0: wins a year, yeah, so yeah. almost 50, 40 percent, yeah. That's of our games crazy. are game winning drives by Russell Wilson.
1: That's pretty crazy. That means the quarterback's winning you the games mostly.
0: Yeah. Well, also I mean, we're always in every single game. Yeah. Yeah, we've
1: ne- we've never really like I can't remember many times we've been blown out in the Russell Wilson era,
0: or blew people out. <laughs>
1: No, I've, we've had some good blowouts. Like, I, I can, can you remember one blowout loss? Like, I, I'm sure there are a few of them. I think the Rams a couple years ago, that was like a, two years ago, we got blown out at L.A. At, uh, I don't LA.
0: know about that because remember there was like no, a no, statistic. No, we did. We got hugely blown out at L.A. like remember two years Remember there was ago. a statistic recently that there hasn't, like we haven't lost a, oh, that was during the year. I think it was like two years ago where there hadn't been a game within like That we lost less than seven points for like two straight years or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, we're, I mean, I'm not going to look it up. I think it was two years ago at the Rams. That was our biggest loss in the Pete Carroll era. era, And I don't think we've had a game with more than 14 points since then. I mean, 14 points seems like a huge number for the Seahawks. I I really don't think we lose by 14 ever.
0: Yeah, they're not a team that gets blown out. Yeah. Tyler Lockett has a career-high 59 receptions with seven games to play. He is on pace for 104 receptions and 1,300 receiving yards, which both would be single-season franchise records passing Doug Baldwin's reception record and Steve Largent's uh, yards record. Beautiful. Uh, He's been amazing, and uh, so is DK Metcalf as a rookie, and we're about to add Josh Gordon potentially tomorrow. Yeah, they're
1: saying he could play tomorrow, not for sure.
0: I mean I wouldn't rush him.
1: Yeah, neither would I. But but then again, it's not like he's coming from injury. You know, like it's well, he like... had a
0: bad ankle. Oh, that's right. I he, was he was on, on IR. IR.
1: Well, was he on IR because he was really that hurt or was he on IR because the Patriots were like The Patriots were, were done with him, but yeah. Yeah, his ankle was hurt. It was hurt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't like it's kind of hard to tell if
0: it was like completely BS or yeah. not. Yeah. He actually did it cuz he was on the injury report.
1: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Then yeah, you no need to rush him.
0: Um all right. One more stat, and then I have one more thing to tell you. That's funny, and then we're done. It'd be perfect. We got our twenty-minute preview for uh dun,
1: Seahawks. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Seattle Seahawks. Most wins by a quarterback in his first eight seasons. You have Ben Roethlisberger at eighty. Mm-hmm. You have Peyton Manning at eighty. You have Russell Wilson at eighty-two. With seven games left, and you had Tom Brady, who holds the record at eighty-six. So the Seahawks Se- have to go five and two, okay, to beat the record for the most wins by a quarterback in the first 8 seasons in 4 and 3 will tie the record. I have a feeling we we'll at least pro at least probably tie that record. Uh,
1: and I would be so we have two losses. I don't think we're a 12 and 4 team.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty yeah, that's, that's, pre- that's like best in the NFC right. Yeah,
1: so but you know what? To go 12 and 4, so if we go 4 and 3 the rest of the way,
0: 11 and 5.
1: We're 11 and 5. That's pretty, pretty di- Actually, that's pretty good.
0: And we do obviously have the hardest schedule left in the NFL. Yep. Um Which, if we do go four and three, I guess I, I wouldn't be that disappointed with four and three. But I just, re- but I'd right. like
1: still be kind of disappointed. Like well, seven and two, and then four and three. Yeah. And
0: still, I didn't realize a four and three, which is, sounds like a bad ending to yeah. the year. We still put you at eleven and five.
1: I know that's why I was like, "Oh man, if we go, like, you think we can go five and two and then be twelve and four, But that's like, wow, that's too good.
0: Twelve and four for a team that's like fifth to last in defense. Yeah, exactly. Which is so
1: weird for a Seahawks team that's always good at defense.
0: Well, you know, Pete Carroll's good at getting young guys, working them, and and. Yeah, you expect the defense to
1: get better the second half of a year.
0: They should. You know what? It's going to be helpful. Coming off a bye after next week. Yeah. So let's see what happens after the bye week. Um, and we'll address some of this in the draft, I think. Last thing I wanted to mention, unless you have something else. Go ahead now. Okay. Did you see what happened to C.J. Beathard?
1: I do not. did not see what happened to C.J. Beathard. You know who C.J. Beathard is, correct? R- running back for the San Francisco 49ers.
0: I thought that C.J. Beathard was the backup quarterback. Was
1: oh, the, that's right. Right. Yeah. Is, he the ba- or is Nick Mullins the backup quarterback? What happened to Nick Mullins?
0: Know. They're both backups, I think. 49er CJ Beathard strained his back Mm -hmm. during practice trying to mimic Russell Wilson. Oh, that's the team who's doing like the okay, the coach has to mimic him. Do the spin moves. Do this. Strained his back. He is on injury report.
1: Oh, that's too bad, dude. <laughs> like, that sucks. That's the worst way to get hurt, too. Like,
0: Garoppolo's like, I'm not going to imitate it. So <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like, can you m- imitate it? Uh, sure. Uh, Be the most
0: elusive quarterback in the NFL. Please imitate that.
1: Yeah, and then he gets uh, hurt. That sucks for him. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate.
0: Um, all right. I'll give you one. The over-under is 42. 47. Total points for those that don't know betting too much. When we said plus six earlier, that means the Seahawks are six point underdogs, Hmm. so they have to lose by six or less, or five and a half or less to win your bet. So just add six points to the Seahawks score if you bet on the Seahawks. And the over under, which is the total points for both teams, is at forty seven. I mean, I could see a twenty four to twenty game, which is forty four. I think it's going to go under. Both teams are. I think it's going to go under,
1: and I think the Seahawks cover the spread. I will be pleasantly surprised if we win this game.
0: Yeah, and but
1: I'm not saying we're not that much of it. Like I, like I wish I can just come here and sit here and be like, yeah, we're gonna win, yeah. But like that no, road game against this team, I'm just worried about the defense. I'm not worried about the San Francisco's offense.
0: If you guys are new to this podcast, I, um, I, I got tricked into being a homer once when it came to the University of Washington. Yeah, excuse me. And George looked at the Husky schedule before the football season. And we're like. They technically could go undefeated. Well, you know what? Maybe instead of being... Four losses later. Yeah, four <laughs> losses later. Let's be realistic. Every team loses once in a while, which, let me say this. I, 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 San Francisco is a better team right now. Yeah. Right. Um, now, does that mean I trust them more in a primetime game or in the playoffs or what? quarterback do I trust more? Coach, do I trust more? That's a whole different story. Right. This is a regular season game. And while I say you do have to lose eventually, that does, I think, I don't think play in the Seahawks' favor, but it, statistically, the Niners going to lose somewhere. I wouldn't be shocked if this is their first Me box.
1: too. I, I'm, but just as so much
0: you... I wouldn't be shocked if the Seahawks did not win this on the road.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you were to bet money line of like $100, bucks, you would probably go, what would you do?
0: I wouldn't do it because okay. I would probably think the right bet would be to bet San Francisco. Yeah, that's win, how I feel but too. I, but that's just me being logical. That's why I did in my bets for this week take the Seahawks plus six because – I think it's gonna be a three-point game. Either way, win or loss.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and that's where I think too. It's gonna be a three-point game, and we'll be we'll have an opportunity to win towards the end of the game. Um, we'll just see who makes more plays.
0: Yep. Uh, go Sounders. Oh yeah. Go Seahawks. And I do want to do a shout out, George. To uh, I'm gonna shout it out in the intro actually. Okay. It's the University of Washington Huskies basketball
1: team. Oh, I like that. Not the football team. Leave them. And we'll
0: little. talk about them on our after Seahawks podcast this week. I like we'll that. add a segment for them. Cool. All right. Um we'll shout them out in the intro because what a win. All right. Episode fifteen of the Seattle Superpod. Um George, you know where they can find us? Yep. They can find us at SontSports.com S O N T Sports.com. Um for those who want to know what Sont stands for, it stands for sports on tap. Also, you can find Sont Seattle, S O N T Seattle, on Instagram Twitter, and Facebook. Just type in San Seattle. It's the same app through all of them, which is very easy and consistent. Um, Thanks uh, for listening. And, uh, George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.